This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Forever. Dog. What's up, everybody? This is Caswell. And this is Peppermint. Yes, it most definitely <laughs> is. And you are listening to another episode of It's a Mess, brought to you by Forever Dog. Peppermint, you look so pretty today. Your Thank you. Um, Did you just get some? No, I just masturbated. Oh, please, don't, don't, don't. Hey, masturbation don't, is a don't. very healthy part of life. And, yeah, and you know what? It's so weird. I've been sent a lot of... Um, Masturbatory shower nozzle material. No, I've been I've been sent a lot similar, close, I guess. I've been sent a lot of promo gifts for some different uh, shows and events and things like that. And for some reason, the promos that I've been getting that we even got last episode or last season rather was a care package that had a bunch of like <laughs> dildos and anal yeah. beads and anal things stimulations in there. And so I'm like, you know what? Why not put them to good use? And so masturbation is a very healthy part of a sex life of a person who's not going out and getting some by everybody. Or no even doubt. if they are. <laughs> even if they are. Could be better. Usually is. So, but that's not why I'm glowing. I'm glowing actually because I um, just did a, a, a face peel, a chemical peel. <laughs> okay. You look great. Thank you. Feel fabulous. You look very sexy. Oh, yeah. Do I? <laughs> yes, you do. You always do. And what's better is you, you sound sexy. That's because I just woke the fuck up. <laughs> Well, rise and shine. Good morning. For those of you that don't know, It's a Mess is an advice podcast where we take some of the most burning questions from our listeners and we do our best to give some very good or at least uh, uh, honest We do advice. what we can. We do. We, we do, do what we can. can. It's, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Um, and so <laughs> we, we are, we're- Our straight. advice isn't so bad. Keep listening. <laughs> It's great advice. We are in the thick of the holiday season, and I'm feeling all the holiday feels. I'm feeling lovely. I'm feeling fabulous. Um, and I'm really looking forward to next year. <laughs> Same. 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 Do you have an announcement about something exemplary? Yeah. Um, well, I do. Okay. Ding dong. Click TikTok. I guess I'm late. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk a little bit. Um, I do have one announcement of something that starts in January, which is right around the corner. Um, I am going to be on the new season of Fox's show called Deputy. And so tune into that, y'all. Check me out. I play Daisy, the, um, the, the stool pigeon. Daisy, the stool pigeon. Uh, stool pigeon. Who, yeah, or like the, 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 the canary. 
I sing. I'm in prison, and I sing. I don't sing with my voice. I sing. I'm. I'm a. I'm a snitch. I'm a snitch. She's singing to the judge. <laughs> it's true. And the jury. <laughs> so check that out on Fox. Um. Anyway, so it's uh. It is th- th- this past. For those of you that don't know, uh, last November, this past November on the twentieth was Transgender Day of Remembrance. And uh, I participated in a couple of things and did some stuff on my social media. Caswell, I know you did too. Um, but I do want to go back and, and uh, acknowledge we haven't really had um, many tra- any transgender people in our new segment, which we are calling Exemplary Queens. Exemplary Queens is where we highlight people who have done some exemplary things uh, for the community, whether they are in the LGBTQIA plus community or allies. Uh, we like to highlight people that we think you should know about. And one, uh, since we're kind of at the beginning, I'm starting with some of the more obvious people. As we go in through next year, don't worry, I'm going to be giving you some people who are maybe a little lesser known. But right now I'm going with someone who is, if you followed the transgender rights movement and all, you've definitely heard of this person. Uh, she was born in the Bronx, New York, uptown, baby! Uh, in 1950, uh, she was born in the Bronx, New York, and she underwent uh, a year and a half of hormone treatment and gender reassignment surgery in 1952. And this is groundbreaking because in in the just so you know, in the 50s and 60s, uh, it wasn't like it is today. You couldn't just go to your doctor and um, tell them that you were trans and then start begin a regimen. There was a really, really, really specific routine. And basically what it was, and to, to sum it up in a nutshell, is you needed to divorce your everyone in your life, your family. You needed to not talk to them anymore. You needed to agree to move to a brand new city and place and just never talk to anyone start a brand new life you needed to go through all of the surgeries that they wanted protection program yeah basically you needed to go through all of the surgeries that they wanted you to go through regardless of what you wanted to do or not you couldn't really pick and choose and kind of figure out what was right for you if you were going to have surgeries to be a woman then you were going to have all of the surgeries that they wanted you to have to be a woman and these are like you know not as developed as they were are today um and so for a lot of people these this kind of process was very um, psychologically damaging and disturbing to kind of basically kill off your old self and start as a new self. So I just want to put it into context how tough it was for a person who's trans to actually go through things like surgeries and and do their medical transition um, for a lot of people. So anyway, in 1952, she was on record on record as being the first patient to undergo gender reassignment surgery in America in uh, 1952, which obviously kind of kick-started the modern wave of trans medicine that we have today. A lot of has changed since then, but um, she stepped off an airplane wrapped in fur and following, (laughs) looking very fierce and fabulous following her surgery in Denmark. Uh, the Danish doctor Tiet Ritzau, uh, knew her ve- who knew her very well, said the young Jorgensen d- uh, identified himself. This are his words: uh, himself as a woman who happened to be in a man's body. And this was really the first time that we ever heard anybody talk about trans, uh, the trans identity being trapped in the wrong body. For a long time, this is how the was the simplest way for people to understand it. These days, people don't really use that kind of language, but just want to let you know. So returning to New York, upon returning to New York, Jorgensen, uh, let me do that again. 
Upon returning to New York, she was poured over by the media and triggered a national discussion about gender identity. She was on the cover of newspapers. She was on the cover of magazines. She was on television shows. And she even had an, a TV movie made about herself. Um, she was the prime, one of the prime examples of Americans who were going through gender reassignment surgery. There really weren't a lot of people that were um, talked about because, as remember, if the the whole trick was to go into anonymity, anonymity and like disappear, not to be on movies and television. And so she was the first, really first American trans celebrity that we have in the history books. And so for that reason, Christine Jorgensen, for your bravery and your personal sacrifice, we hail you, our exemplary queen, Christine Jorgensen. Congratulations. Thank you, Christine. Check her out, y'all. Congratulations. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. So, <laughs> um, that is it for Exemplary Queens. Now it's time to jump into brass tacks. Everything that we have been talking about um, comes up right to this moment. It's time to jump into these questions. Yes, We're is. giving out advice today. The theme of the show is, can I date her? Caswell, talk about it a little bit. What is it about? about? Can I date her? Yeah. Well, I, I gathered the questions this week that are about, basically, I want to date this person, but there's a little bit of a problem. I want to date this person, but they are... Related to my best friend in this type of way, or they don't let me do this or that. I don't want to get too into it and expose all the details of the questions. And aren't you taking up with the first question here? I sure am. So basically, can I date her is all about taboo relationships. So here's question number one. Here we go. Cue music. Dear Pep and Cass, I'm a 44-year-old gay man living in New York City. As you know, if you live in New York, dating is not the easiest thing. Amen. So I've resorted, to, I've resorted to using apps on my phone for the past few years. The app I like using the most is Tinder because unlike Grindr, you actually get dinner and a movie before sex. If you're lucky. Mm, I've been talking to this guy online who's 19 and is super cute. Very much my type. Yes, I like him young. No kidding, it's almost illegal. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. So we switched to texting through our personal numbers and have sent dick pics and ass pics to each other and all that stuff. So here's my drama. I found out recently he's actually my friend's son that I've been talking to. I have a good friend that I've known for years. He's a couple of years older than me and has always told me that he had a son, but only showed me his adolescent pictures. So the guy I've been talking to told me his father is also gay, and when he told me who his father is, I knew who it was immediately. Mm. I've not yet told the guy I've been talking to that I know his father, and I've definitely not told his father that I've been talking to his son, because he might kill me. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I really, really want to have sex with this guy, but I know it would be uncomfortable, to say the least, if his father finds out. What should I do? Signed, Baga Chips Margarita. Baga Chips. You know <laughs> what you should do. You can just reach up and grab a dick. You don't need your friend's son. 
Just, <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't have to do it. You don't have to have sex with people that are related to your good friends. You don't have to have sex with people that are your best friends, exes. You don't have to do it. Now, I know you already got to a point where you are hot and bothered and sending dick and asshole pics and all that type of shit. But I'm telling you right now, if I do not make that face of me ever again, just put that, note that in your brain, Peppermint. <laughs> you do not have to have sex with your friend's son and don't do it no matter how. I mean, I'm just going to go right into that. I mean, I don't know what it's like to have a kid. I will. I, I don't think I will ever know what it's like to have a kid, but I do Aww. think that that is too close for comfort. I mean... I don't want to. I know I don't want to look at one of my good friends and knows that he just fucked my son. Like I, I just know that I don't want to do that. I, if you if you are already writing in to this show because you don't know what to do, then you do know what to do, and you know that you shouldn't have sex with this kid. This is okay. <sighs> I understand you're attracted to young guys. Most people are attracted to young guys, but seriously. What are you going to have to talk about if you're going to talk about anything? He's 19 the fuck years old, okay? He's not even in, like, he's not even Britney Spears era young, okay? He's just got into Ariana Grande. <laughs> of course, I'm using, like, a diva to make a reference at the person's age. But, like, you, you, do, you do not have to have sex with this person. We don't even look. We don't even know if he is actually wanting to have a relationship with this person. I mean, he likes them and they've exchanged dick pics and all that stuff, but we don't really know that he's going to... I mean, nobody said they get, they got to be talking. I guess that's my point. And just for the record, I've dated... I have dated a 19-year-old and it was great conversation. And, and he was one of the... One of the... He was pretty mature. I can't say the most mature mentally, but ex- like extremely mature um, so it is possible. It's so unlikely. And chances Mature and experience are two different things, though. No, that's definitely true. Well, if you're talking about sexual experience, that's one thing. But I mean, you know, I mean, 19-year-old could be a hot piece of something, something for somebody, you know. And so like, there, there's no reason why he wouldn't have gone into this moment. And I mean, he obviously, they, they matched on Tinder to no fault of his own. That's because they were in the same proximity. And right. he didn't know that it was his friend's son when they matched. He didn't know that it was friend's son when he started talking and exchanging dick pics. It's only now that he's discovering that. And so I guess he's the best. The question is not like, how do you get out of this without it being awkward? Because on one hand, you don't want to start it because you're going to because the dad will eventually find out. But on the other hand, you know, what do you do if you, how do you how do you break up? Hey, I know your dad or you just instantly block them. Like, what do you do? Well, if you find yes. out that you're related, that they're related later. Well, the right thing to do and the thing to do to avoid any type of drama or uncomfortable situations with your friend who you say you've been friends with for a few years is to say to the kid, look, I know who your father is. I'm friends with your father. <laughs> therefore, I'm not 100% comfortable continuing this relationship. So when we see each other, we can be cool. Hi and bye. I'm totally fine with being friends, but I'm moving on to the next dick on my tender. I'm uncomfortable That's listening to this conversation. That's what you should do. <laughs> you said, tell the kid that you that I'm friends with your father before you I'm telling you, you. <laughs> I mean, he's 19, he's 19 <laughs> years old. And it's one thing if the, if this 19-year-old's father is somebody that you used to work with like five years ago and you don't really know the person. You just bump into him and say hi if you see him out at a bar or something like that. But this is your friend, like your friend that you've gone to brunch with, had phone calls with. 
you know, you know about his life, he knows about your life, whatever. You go Christmas shopping together, you go to the clubs together. This is where I'm assuming that this relationship is. So I don't think it's a good thing for you to have sex with this 19-year-old who is the son of this friend of yours. I think it's going to bring too many compliments. It's going to make it really uncomfortable for your friend. So it's really insensitive for you to decide to have sex. And he's going to find out. He's got the the dad is gonna find out now. What you are thinking about doing, I'm sure, is you're thinking about having sex with this 19 year old and then playing it off like you didn't know. But it's too late for that now because he already showed you his. He already told he already told you who his father is, and you already know who it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously a super uncomfortable situation. But I think that you know, if we're in it, if you if you're dating somebody, if you if you hook up with somebody who you find out with later that they know someone it's it's almost like you've already stepped in it before you can fix it you know it's it, this is a situation that started it's not like he's you know cornering the 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 child in the in the corner after meeting him at his friend's house you know he he didn't know about this from the beginning but i think the best thing to do is probably what i would do is probably just treat this as though i go over to my friend's house and his friend introduces my friend introduces me to his new son now not his new son. His friend <laughs> introduced me to his son. And then what would you do if the son that you just met at the friend's house started hitting on you? Then you would be like, you'd have to handle it in a more adult way. And so I think right. that's probably the way to handle it. Just like you'd have to take the more adult situation in this. But I think what is adult is realistic, If especially if the father's gay. They know it's not like you're a, a, a cradle robber creeping around the, the nursery you know, <laughs> you, the you met him yard. on Tinder. Yeah, that. you met him on Tinder. He's an adult. And so is the dad. And and so the dad will understand. I mean, hopefully the dad knows the son is gay. I don't really know. The dad will find the dad will understand. Hey, gay people, they meet each other. They have sex. I think the dad will be more cool than we think. This is not really a traditional type of like what we would think of as a traditional dynamic between parents and their kids. Um, but I, I do, I think clearly it's awkward no matter what it has to end, but I would probably tell the, um, son about it first and say, look, I know your dad. I didn't realize this until the last minute. I don't think it's a good idea that we get together because I can't hurt your dad's feelings and see what the, um, the, the son has to say. And maybe this is a situation where, where they do start to date. You know what I mean? Maybe this is a situation where he's like, I really like you. Let's date. I mean, it's unlikely, but like maybe he talks to his dad, say, look, dad, I met um, bag of chips, you know, at the, <laughs> at the online and we want to have sex, whatever. I don't know. Like, I think that's up to the father and the son to, and the Holy ghost to talk about. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> This might become more of a common problem that we hear more of, you know, Why? because once you hit your, because once you hit your forties, you have friends that have kids and there are gay people that have kids so um, and I, I wonder how much of a problem this is in the straight world where you want to have sex with your friend's daughter. I mean, that type of shit must happen all the time, right? Because if it because that that would be unreasonable too. And in, in this, like, ah, it definitely happens. It definitely. I mean, we had in season one, we had a girl write in because she's having sex with her friend's dad. Remember, she did have sex with her friend's dad and wanted to know if she should continue it. That's right. And they're married. I think if, if you I can are remember. Going, if you I think the first thing person you should do is tell the son and then if 
you know, I mean, I, I'm just going to say that I'm, 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 I'm not good on secrets, man. I'm not, I don't feel good about keeping secrets from people. And my point of view is withholding the truth is the same as telling a lie. And have you I, ever, I, and it, have I ever what? Have you ever been attracted to or hooked up with a friend's relative or some, like someone that was connected to someone that you had a friendship or a close relationship with that you, do you know what I mean? No, as a matter, no, something like that um, happened. As a matter of fact, I, I was just having a f- conversation with a good friend of mine about his ex-boyfriend. And he told me how his ex-boyfriend, who they were together with for like five years, and they broke up like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And he just told me, oh, yeah, I forgot his name too, but he, he moved to San Francisco, blah, blah, blah. Lo and behold, less than a week after that conversation with my friend, I get a hit up on Tinder by his ex-boyfriend. <gasps> and I didn't recognize him at first because I remember him being this like very much my type, like thin, uh, Latin guy, he had long hair. That's how I remember him. And, and now he cut his hair. And it wasn't until he told me what he did for a living and his face looked familiar that I put two and two together. And I just cut the conversation off because I know that would make my friend really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think it would make the a father, a father with a gay son even more uncomfortable because fathers and sons have different kinds of relationships and fathers and daughters have different types of relationship. And just to, just to have the visualization, which is, which is exactly what happened. If you, if his father found out his father would instantly have the visualization of his son having sex with his friend. And that's a fucked up feeling for most people. I think it is, but I'm, you know, just to, just to bring it home, I think, you know, it's the, what the father doesn't want is you mistreating his son, using his son, abusing his son, getting his son to a, a, a situation or hurting his son or his feelings or breaking his son's heart or anything. The dad does, definitely doesn't want that. And that's probably part of the reason why we automatically react strongly when someone is dating our relatives or our close friends or things like that. And so I think that's the first part of it. And he might just like, not want him fucking his son. Right. This and the Yeah, but... It's he might not. But I mean, bottom line is he can't control who his son has sex with. And so, you know, you know, that there's one thing. And I think if you depends on what you want to do, if you just want to use and abuse his son like a like a hole and get and throw him to the curb and never talk to him again and ghost on him. Uh I'm not saying that's what you would do, but that's what happens within casual sex. If this is just casual sex, then you can probably pass and find a new person to have sex with. But if this is somebody that you really like and really want to start to get to know and develop some type of a relationship that's more than just casual sex, then it's worth having a conversation, perhaps. Um, you know, I don't think, I don't think see anything wrong in having a conversation as opposed to just ghosting on him. I think right. it's, it's fine to give him a, a reason and have a conversation after you decide what you're comfortable with. But I think you should need to think through all of the possibilities, think through what it, the, the consequences that it could have with your relationship and with your, with the father or with the friend and be prepared to offer a solution. Um, and you know, and, and communication is key though. Like Caswell said, don't keep any secrets. So let us know what happens, honey. Uh, let us know. I, you know, hope you meet somebody else. Get back on Tinder. Um, if you get meantime, a black eye, let's we go on. <laughs> in the meantime, let's go on to question number two. Hey, Pep. Hey, Cass. Hey. I love your podcast, and I'm having a slight dilemma that I thought I would hit you up about. I am a bisexual Puerto Rican man living in the Bronx. Yes, that's right. I am bisexual. I love having sex with men, and I love having sex with women. That's what a bisexual is. I am very dominant in bed, which I enjoy, and I typically find men and women that love my dominant side. 
I love to pull hair and spank and talk nasty. It's my thing. Nine times out of ten, when I have sex with someone, I play an extremely dominant role. Here's my dilemma. I've been dating this very beautiful and voluptuous cisgender black goddess that I met at work a couple of months ago. She is beautiful and has the most beautiful, big, round ass in the world. She loves it when I fuck her, and I love fucking her doggy style so I can watch her big ass cheeks bounce as I'm pounding her. Okay. Okay. (laughs) What's really getting to me is she will not let me slap her ass, and she absolutely, under no circumstance, will let me pull her hair. I don't Mm. completely understand the hair situation. I asked her if it's a wig, and she either says that it's a weave or her unit. I, I I know nothing about black women's hair and she had me googling the difference. <laughs> I don't want to ask too many questions about her hair, but I find it less pleasurable for me to fuck her if I can't pull her hair and spank her. Should I ask her to glue it tighter? To weave it in tighter? I don't even know the language to use, LOL. Should I ask her to hold it to hold her hand against her hair so it doesn't pull off? I don't know what to ask without sounding stupid and without getting her angry, but I want to be pleased in the bedroom too, and spanking and pulling hair is important to me. Kaz, I figured since you shave your head that peppermint might have more of an answer for me than you. <laughs> Any advice would help. Thanks. Moby Dick Diet Coke. Oh my <laughs> gosh. What do you do when guys Castle, want to you wear hair? you wear wait you wear wigs? I, Look, I okay, you you yeah. So if you were if you were, if, I don't so, wear wigs. Okay, I wore a wig for the I love you video. You wore That's a wig it. last week, two three days ago when you were with me. That was your wig. And that was with your permission. It, was it a wig? <laughs> it was a wig though. So, wait, was it a I, unit? Was it a hairpiece? I, I got a question for you. What What's if that? you had that wig on your head, whether it's in the video okay. or in the other day with me? Do you behave differently or do you is your thought process a little different when you if you were going to wear it throughout the day? I mean, I probably do because I'm I was when I shot that the video for I love you and I wore that wig, I was very aware of it. Uh-huh. I definitely felt for people that wear wigs a little bit, which is something I wasn't used to because I felt like I felt like my sweat was coming through. I felt like it could shift Kind of. I mean, so I don't if somebody know. I mean, went to, if was somebody all... went to like give, put a hat on your head, if somebody's like, here, you look good in this and like went to your head to put a hat on, you would have dodged it in a different way, probably. Would you have reacted differently? I mean, possibly. I, I possibly would have reacted differently if someone went to touch my head at the same yeah. time. It was on with like glue and like double-sided tape and all that type of shit. Uh, I mean, I am definitely more understanding for like drag queens and people that have to wear wigs in environments in which the temperature is not cool because I felt like a lot warmer. Like it wasn't like wearing a hat. It was like wearing a fur, a hat. fur coat under a hat. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Does that answer your question? No. Well, yeah. I mean, basically it does. So that's my point. You know, wear a wig. My point is everybody should try wigs. Um, yeah. You know, it's this is a layered thing. Like on one hand, it is just sex. She could lighten up. You know, I understand that's your perspective, but the bottom line is, especially in this day and age, just because of where we are in 2019, when someone tells you yes or no about the sex that they're about to have, that's their answer. Whether it's hitting, kicking, screaming, punching, grabbing hair, throwing against the wall, <laughs> the kind of sex whatever, you <laughs> beating up, whatever you're into, whatever Donkey your punch. fetish is, uh, you know, foot fetish, whatever your fetish is. You know, 
it's cool that you have it and no judgments. And that's great to be able to bring somebody into it. But the bottom line is, if they're not all down for it, I don't know how you're going to be having the kind of sex you want to have. You can't force people into your fetish and get them to and trick them into your fetish. Um, you'll know pretty soon if they're into your fetish. And I think there are ways to do it, to introduce the 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 fetish, the behavior into the situation. You know, you can gently put your arm around someone's neck if you're into choking. You can reach for someone's hair without pulling it if you're into pulling hair, because that will signal to them, I'm about to pull your hair, honey. When someone pulls your, puts their hand towards your head and reaches, there's only like, we, we know what that means, and especially during sex. And so, you know, there are ways to kind of lightly get into it. It sounds like you started to get into it and she she let you know. And so I, I don't know, like there's hair on, I don't just want to say black women because all black women don't wear wigs, but people who do wear wigs and weaves and which can, which obviously includes black women as well are A, they're spending lots, usually spending lots of money and time preparing that hair so it looks cute, even when they're getting fucked. B, they don't want it to come off their head because the reason why they wear it, it makes them feel more confident. So if something happens to it, if it falls off, if it changes, if it moves, it completely can deflate your sexiness, your confidence, and all that stuff. I do not want anyone to touch my hair. And I have been in the middle of, I've been up in the mix and turn around like the exorcist and said, don't touch my hair. <laughs> you just made that face, bitch. I'm afraid. You seriously just made that face. Like I owe you $1,000 and you need to pay your rent yesterday. Now. And so, yeah, you know, I mean, have you ever been embarrassed? Have you, I got a question for you. Have you ever like been in, like gone to reach for something on someone? I'm not just talking about hair. I'm talking about any type of prosthetics at all. And realize that somebody had a prosthetic and then like felt some kind of way. A about, prosthetic? Like, no, I know we're, like, okay, look, I know we're talking about wigs, but I'm, I'm talking about something more than that. Because I'm talking about this is, this is, you're going into a zone of somebody, somebody has something attached to their body that they right. want attached to their body that you don't know about. And that you might move, knock off, take off, pull and get rid of by accident. And I've been in situations where I've been talking to somebody and they have a, a, a prosthetic leg or something like that. And it kind of changes, it can change your, your, it changes how you approach things and makes you think, wow, everyone that I see or that I come in contact w- with doesn't necessarily have the same type of body parts or hair or anything that I have. And I need to be more sympathetic to that, you know? Do you take you- any, mm-hmm. I, no, I have never, I've never had been in a situation in which I've reached for something and it's fallen off or I've tried uh, no, I don't, I don't, nothing really comes to, the only thing that comes to really mind is like one time I had like a rash on the back of my shoulder and I didn't want, you know, <clears throat> I didn't want someone to have to like touch it and feel like a rash or something like that. Like, but I mean, this is years ago, but, mm-hmm. um, it's cleared up y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely cleared up. So, but I mean, is this, can this problem be solved by preparation? I don't, I don't know anything like I told you, I wore a wig once for a video. So is Twice. do you do any extra type of preparation before you're going to get down and dirty? Or is there anything? No, not necessarily. Because here's the thing. This is his thing. And I'm sure the fact that she has a big, beautiful, voluptuous ass, which he stated in the question, is that he wants to slap it. So it's not just pulling here. It's also slapping. It's also the role mm-hmm. that he likes to play 
mm-hmm. in bed. So I'm wondering if he can dominance. If he can, yeah. So I'm wondering if he can still be dominant. Please, please himself. You know, it all, by being dominant by doing something different. So, for instance, like maybe he can't pull a hair, but maybe he can choke her. Maybe he can't slap her ass, but maybe he can slap kick her, her thigh. <laughs> <laughs> kick her in the head <laughs> maybe he could do it something else so you know violent. so because he seems that he really likes her and you know finds her beautiful and adores her and, and and is very very happy with her but he's he's used to getting off by fucking a girl doggy style slapping her ass and pulling her hair and if there's no like if there's no like super glue clamp magnetic glue. I don't fucking know, girl. Well, see, Something the thing that she is, most, most many people who wear wigs, not all, but many people who wear wigs are not gluing it to their scalp. It It's actually, however it's fixed, it's fixed to your own hair, which means that it, you have shorter hair, it's it's delicate. And, you know, pulling going up somebody and pulling their hair that's growing out of their scalp, who has long hair, mm-hmm. is different than pulling something off of somebody's head that's attached to their hair. And... Right. And it can hurt more. It's pulling the hair. It can cause breakage. It can cause damage. It can cause a more pain than just pulling the bunch of hair at the thing. And it's 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 too complex to get into. But I I don't yeah I no to answer your question, I don't necessarily do anything permanently to glue the hair to glue my hair on or do anything like that. I put it on so that it can take a couple, you know, a couple tussles and, and I can, you know, move around in it and feel comfortable and lay on it and do whatever I need to do. But in terms of somebody pulling it, you know, pulling the hair can, it's like, depends on the angle. It depends on the force. It depends on so many things that the person, the puller person doing the pulling, if they're not educated on, which this guy clearly isn't, then it's just opening up like a Pandora's box. I think that he should find a replacement. So, for instance, Moby Dick, <laughs> if you want to, instead of pulling her hair, maybe she can wear a tank top or a bra and you can pull on that. Like, I think that he wants that pleasure uh, and that's that feeling of dominance. He's like pulling on her at the same time. A harness. I wouldn't say like, you know, you can ask her if she's into being choked, but she doesn't sound like she's that open. I mean, and she doesn't want to get her ass slapped, which is. Not everyone wants to get their ass slapped, so find something else you can do. Maybe you could hit her thigh. Maybe you can just have both your hands on her hips when you're fucking her in the ass or doggy style and have her look back at you. I mean, there's other things you can do. And this opportunity is probably coming to this this opportunity is probably coming to you so that you can try to switch it up a little bit. So there's other ways for you to express your dominance rather than just slapping your ass or pulling her hair. So I say Find another way to express your dominance that still pleases her in the bedroom too. Because if she's feeling uncomfortable or she's afraid that she's going to have an insecure moment because her unit's going to come off her head, then you have to think about something else and you have to be sensitive to that. Got it? Let us know how it goes. If you write us back and she tells you she slapped you right across the face, we're going to know we'll, why. We'll, we'll know why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let us know how it goes. Let's go on to the next question, Pep. All right, boo. Question number three. Cue music. Hey, guys. Congrats on the podcast. I'm so looking forward to season two. Well, you're on it. (laughs) Peppermint, I'm a huge fan of yours, and I loved you on Drag Race. So let me give you as many details as I can. I'm a 23-year-old cisgender straight black female living in upstate New York. 
I'm not trying to be vain or superficial, but honey, I am very pretty. It's just a fact. I'm pretty. <laughs> okay, girl. Doesn't sound vain or superficial at all. <laughs> I know I'm pretty and I have a nice body and I take pride in my appearance. I hang out with a bunch of other girlfriends that are also very, very pretty. I guess pretty girls click up unintentionally sometimes, lol. Most of my girlfriends have been my friends for years now. We get together, we go out for drinks and go to parties together quite often. So I've secretly been dating this guy for the past two months that I met through a friend of a friend of a friend. Let me be blunt, looks wise, on a scale from one to 10, he's probably about a five or six. Maybe he's a couple of inches shorter than me. He doesn't know how much, he doesn't know much about skincare and has pretty bad acne. He's also extremely skinny. I don't like the way he dresses and we have different kinds of friends. He's into gaming, comic books, anything that has to do with Batman or Star Trek. He loves to go to Star Trek conventions, does cosplay and a couple of other things that I really don't understand. He's the, he is a complete and utter nerd, but something about him totally turns me on. It might be the deep conversations we get into. It might be the tone of his voice. Anytime I start talking to him on the phone, I'm immediately turned on and forget about what he looks like. When we get together, even though he's not the most appealing to look at, he totally turns me on and I can't put my finger on exactly why. He seems completely unaware of the fact that we are in two different lanes as far as looks and completely oblivious to the fact that he is what me and my friends would call five. (laughs) His effortless confidence is probably part of the reason why he turns me on. I guess my problem is I don't know if I should introduce him to my friends. I don't think my friends would get it. We definitely do not look like a couple. I've even been hit on by other guys when, when I'm out in public with him. No one seems to assume that we're together at first glance. I think people expect nerdy guys to date nerdy girls and for hot girls to date hot guys. Anyway, I'm just being 100% honest with you. I'm embarrassed to introduce them to my friends because I think my friends wouldn't get it. I know I'm being completely superficial, but I'm just being real, which is two different things. (laughs) That's an oxymoron. I'm being superficial, but I'm being real. It's not that it's impossible. Uh, should I keep him? Should I keep him from? Should I keep him a secret from my friends to avoid the comments they're going to give me and possibly the way that they'll treat him? Should I break up with him and just be friends with him? Have either of you been in a situation like this before? Let me know if you have any advice. Love, Carmen Carrera, Cosmopolitan. <laughs> well. Carmen Carrera, Cosmopolitan. Let me be. She's gonna hate that this is her. I think I hate you. (laughs) Uh, This girl is very superficial. Her friends are obviously superficial. That's definitely having an impact on her too. This girl's definitely getting on my fucking nerves. She repeats herself too much. We should have edited that question. We should have edited that question better because she just repeat the fuck out of herself. Um, Carmen. Carmen, 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 Carmen. Uh, get some new friends. And you don't have to put your finger on exactly why somebody turns you on. She did say something very interesting, though, is that she said that when she gets on the phone with them, it's something about the tone of his voice. She's just completely attracted to him. And mm-hmm. I will say something. There have been guys who might not have the looks that I would typically go for or they might have bad sneakers or bad style or they might 
they might not have the body type that, mm-hmm. that I'm attracted to. But when they have confidence and they have a confidence in their tone of voice, it is a complete turn on. Like a nice voice goes really far. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, there's. Did you ever read that book called The Happy Hooker? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Didn't. Well, it it, I, it, came, it came out in. I think the book came out in the seventies, but it's a. It's written by Xaviera Hollander, and she ran one of the most notorious brothels in New York City in the sixties. And uh, she she still does speaking. Oh, I think I worked there. Yeah. She was speaking. Yeah. She was speaking, and she had said that we're all we're all trained to believe that we're attracted to people based on their looks, but it's really the vibration and the tone of where, of their voices that we're drawn to. And I completely get that. I've been attracted to so nerdy, and they, when guys when guys get insecure about their looks and they feel like, oh man, how why are you with me? You're you're a ten, and I'm a total four, and all this type of stuff. It's really unattractive. But when a guy is simply clueless and feels and acts like he is exactly where he's supposed to be it's definitely a turn on and that probably has something to do with it well that definitely has something to do with it everybody knows confidence is sexy and regardless of regardless of looks confidence can i mean confidence can complement looks but it also can supersede looks for sure and that's obviously what's happening here but i definitely i agree i don't really like how this girl is talking about this guy. I mean, it's tough for me to figure out like if she's just turned on by him enough to have sex with him or if it's something that goes deeper than that. Excuse the pun. Seems deeper. Um, And so, you know, well, I mean, if if there's, I mean, if it's, if it's just sex or if there are feelings involved, because eventually when you have feelings and you don't care what the person looks like and she's clearly not at that point. And so um, I guess she's somewhere in between because she's like basically saying I could just break yeah. up with him and be his friend. Um, and so, you know, no, yeah, I've I've definitely dated people who I know would not be necessarily considered cool or sexy. And I mean, let's face it. Look, most of the people look I go through hair and makeup and have, you know, moments where I'm having like photo shoots and stuff like that, which isn't my everyday look. But there's it's a part of who I am and part of what I do. On a, on a regular basis, and that could be intimidating to people. There's no way that a person that I date is going to be able to kind of hold their own in terms of, you know, what I offer in the looks department, what I strive to offer in the looks department, um, unless they're also another entertainer or performer, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's clearly not an entertainer or performer. So yeah, I don't know. I think I, I just, she sounds so superficial. I can't believe he still wants to be with her. <laughs> I'm so, well, I think that she does have feelings for this guy. I definitely think that she has she's feelings just not for this telling guy. us about him. Yeah, she's not. Well, she is saying that she's really into him, and she turns him on. But he, she's that he turns her on. But he's she's also saying that they have good conversation. I think that I think that she has this connection with him that she probably doesn't get from guys that she considers to be a 10 and the other thing is that if she hooks up with guys that are quote-unquote 10s they're probably just as superficial or possibly just as superficial and wrapped up wrapped up in their looks as she is in no her doubt. looks and it'd be with without a doubt so i think that this sounds like a very constructive positive relationship and i think that she's learning a lot more about herself and who she is as an actual person than who, who she would be if the whole relationship started off based on looks, mm-hmm. which let's face it, like most relationships are this. Uh, I think you're super hot. 
you think I'm super hot. Let's have super hot sex and let's keep it going. Oh, we have this in common and that in common. Oh, we both we both watch, we both listen to, we both do cosplay or we both do this. You know, it starts off like the sex is good. We have little things in common and then it kind of grows from there. I think that what you should do if you're truly worried about what the first impression that your friends are going to have is be like, yo, you guys, like I met this guy and yes, he's look, he's kind of nerdy. Like be honest, like talk, you, you know, how you talk to your girlfriends. He's kind of nerdy, but he turns me the fuck on and be like, but the dick is so good, but he's so sweet. And I really like him. And they might laugh at it first, be like, honey, what are you doing? But they'll get used to it. You know what I mean? It just like ease them into the situation before, before you introduce him to your friends and also introduce him to your friends one at a time so that he can be more comfortable right away. He doesn't sound, he, she didn't say anything to make him sound like he's socially awkward, but Mm. just in case he is introduce him to your friends slowly. Like first talk about him at brunch. You can laugh, laugh about the fact that like, yeah, I like this guy. He's really nerdy, but I like him so much and blah, blah, blah. And, and then, you know, introduce him introduce him to doris and then introduce him to don and then introduce him to doris and don what is this the around <laughs> was it that <laughs> i did just watch that movie that's probably why so i think that i think that she should introduce and do it slowly yeah all right i'm gonna take the final thought on this i do i completely agree with you i think introducing to your friends is really really slowly is a thing and i and i think for the most part if you're if you're close friends with people you're already telling them about who you're dating um and so obviously she hasn't done this yet so i think that's the first step is definitely introduce them one by one and you know through pictures photos and videos and you know, if your friends hem and haul, then you can be like, look, this is who I like. You don't have to date him. You better not date him, bitch. If I find you dating him, I'll cut your face. And then you, you know, you'd be like, look, good. I have a man people aren't trying to chase around. Because like exactly. like Caswell said, on the other hand, like if, if he is a looker, if he's the captain of the football team or whatever, then people, <laughs> ladies are going to be throwing their underwear at him every day. And you don't want that. And so right. it is a good idea for you to introduce them to your friends one at a time to, you know, do the same. We've, we've talked about this before with the introducing the family members. Also, we had a person who was really was socially awkward in season one, I remember talking about. And so, yeah, it's a good idea to do that. And also, you, you know, if you, it sounds, and one of the things you said, Counselor, that I wanted to kind of comment on is you said that it sounds like she's starting to really get a better look at herself and, and kind of change her own uh, view on things doesn't sound like she's there quite yet. I think she has an opportunity to do that. Right. And all that is based on how she reacts with the situation. And so you could take the high road and go with somebody. I mean, it is hard enough. Believe me, there are for twice as many women on this planet as there are men. Believe me, darling. And when you find a man that you're into, keep him. You know, as, as long as if he's into you and if it's the right situation and everything else is right. And the only thing that you're complaining about is the looks and his hobbies then you're actually doing pretty well. And so, you know, consider yeah. yourself like it because all your other friends sound like they're single. So they're going to have something to say no matter what. So <laughs> exactly. go ahead and date this dude. Treat him well. Let him treat you like the queen you are. You already know you're cute. You don't need anybody to tell you that. And, you know, and, and you know, let's, let's see where the relationship goes. There's nothing worse than having great sex with somebody and then sitting there after the sex and it being awkward because you have nothing to talk about. And so let's like, let's celebrate the fact that you found potential love and, you know, introduce them to your friends. Don't dump him, keep them together and keep that relationship strong. Boo. We'll hopefully we'll be celebrating your, your anniversary next year. (laughs) 
for now. Open up your mind that I'm sure this will go well. Yeah, so keep us updated, darling. Um, And let us know how it goes. That is it for the questions. I can't believe it. It's the end of the show already. We're out of time. Which makes me sad. (laughs) But Yeah, I'm going to go cry. You're going to go cry. Uh, But we want to say thank you to everyone for tuning in and helping us get season two off to a fabulous start. And by the way, if you have any types of problems or things that you want to talk about, then make sure you hit us on our social media. Which is It's a Mess Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you have an issue that you want to trash the individuals to try to help you with, then you can hit that <laughs> message email button in the Instagram and shoot How us dare an email. You. And give us as many details as possible, okay? Give us your, don't give us your name. Give us a fake name if you want. Age and how you identify and Bank just account. as much as possible that can actually help us solve your problems. Yeah, and on that note, you know that all faces, places, and names have been changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Ah! <laughs> Thank you for tuning in and listening and we will see you next week. Next Bye. week, baby. Love you. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Pew, pew, pew.